Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this week, we have a lot to cover. We haven't spoken to you since the Zeke suspension came down, since the trades went over. But first, we start the way we always do, with a couple of beers. And I have brought something special today. Craig, tell the folks what we've got. Uh, you brought us a very large bottle of uh, another Two Roads beer. Yes, it is our favorite, and yes, we're kind of biased. But and I was there today. Deal with it. Uh, this would be Worker's Stomp. Worker's Stomp. Not to be confused with Worker's Comp. Which is their Saison slash farmhouse ale. Correct. So what makes Worker's Stomp different, Craig? Uh, this one um, is Asian wine barrels. Yes. And it gives it a kind of like a smoother finish, in my opinion. Um, I've had this one in the distant past, but I haven't tried this particular batch of it. So we'll let Craig to try it first. Um, it's a, it's a, I wouldn't call it cloudy, but I also, it's not a clear beer. It's a lighter in color, more of an amber. Um, has a really nice nose to it as well. Craig is nodding as he sips. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's good. good. You can kind of almost taste the grape a little bit. Yes. Enough to make a difference. It's in the finish. It really is in the finish. So, okay, so I'm going to take my sip. Now it's Brit's turn. And by sip, we usually mean a gulp. Maybe it's like four normal person sips. I'm a big man to begin with. Brit made a weird face. I don't know if that's good or bad. I took too big a gulp. Uh Uh-oh. Too much air (laughs) at one time. Some of this now resides (laughs) in my lungs. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. Okay, there we go. Um, Which is good because we have a lot to talk about. But first, before we get into anything, I have to share an experience I just had before coming over here. Um, People who know me know I love Rift Tracks and the old Mystery Science Theater 3000. We got home from the brewery because I wanted to stop and pick up this lovely beer and pick up some Rosemary's Baby, but I'm not going to gush about that right now, maybe later. Um, when we got home, there is, on Pluto TV, a Rift Tracks channel where they show the various B-movies that the guys have riffed. If you're not familiar with Rift Tracks, Rift Tracks is a website, rifttracks.com. It's three guys who have been watching movies for years. They were on the Mystery Science Theater show back in the 90s, and now they take on really bad movies in just a uh, non-spacey format. So you'll just hear their voices off screen. Three or four times a year, they do a live show, and the live shows are usually very funny. So we got home, and Sharknado 2, the second one, was being riffed. And I sat down, and I said, I've got a few minutes to kill before we go podcast. So I started to watch this. Craig, have you watched Sharknado 2? I've watched parts of it. Is that the one where he loses his hand in the shark? Or is that the first one? I have no idea because I've never seen them. them. I've never seen any of them in their entirety. You should. They're horribly bad on purpose. Well, what what I'm bringing this up is because as I'm sitting there watching this movie, I'm watching all these different movie stars and celebrities. I use the word star kind of loosely that appeared in Sharknado 2. Like I'm reading down. I, I actually went to IMDb and looked at the list. It's got cameos by Matt Lauer, Al Roker, Biz Marquis. Yes. You yes. got what I need. The diabolical Bismarck Key has a cameo in this. And the fire chief who's in charge of the city of New York is Kurt Angle. Really? Yes. And it's not like dun, Kurt dun, dun, Angle dun, dun, dressed dun, dun, up as a fireman. It is Kurt Angle the wrestler in a fireman's jacket talking like Kurt Angle. <laughs> it would be as if The Rock showed up and said, The Rock's going to go out there and kick some sharks. You don't got to worry about it. You know what I think? It doesn't matter what you think. It was that like blatant, like, here's a wrestler we've inserted into a movie. And again, I don't mean to, to beat down on the guy. I love Kurt Angle. People who know me know that he was my favorite wrestler of all time. 
But um, it was just everywhere you turned. Robert Klein, Ian Zierling. I'm trying to think of who else. Tara Reid, Vivica A. Fox. From Independence Day. Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray is in it as one of their love interests. <laughs> uh, it, it was just, I was just blew my mind. So I, I got to go back and watch the whole thing now because it's like everywhere you turn, it was a cameo. It was like, you remember, do you remember the Muppet movie from the 70s? Of course I remember that movie. How everywhere they turned, like Steve Martin was the guy in charge of the restaurant for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Winters was one of the guys at like the county fair. It was yep. that kind of feeling. Every time you turned around, there was somebody else. You're like, hey, I know that guy in this movie. And it was Sharknado. It wasn't like the greatest story ever told here. It was Sharknado. And mm-hmm. all these people were in it. Hey, it, you you know, you got to use your budget on something. They clearly didn't use it on special effects. No, God, no. So <laughs> anyway, but I had to just get that out because that was the funny thing that happened today um, after we got back from uh, from going to Two Roads. And I did go to Two Roads today, so which was nice. Um, so... <clears throat> One of the things I want to do, because it's quiet right now, there's a lot of news coming out of training camps, but not like Everyone's epic stuff. dead. Everyone's dead. It's actually been a pretty slow week for injuries. Um, the first full round of preseason games is now done. We've seen some motion and stuff. So I said to Craig, here's a simple task. I want you to come up with two to three burning questions, and we're not going to tell each other what those questions are. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast Burning Hot Take Question Segment. <laughs> Craig has this not seen segment. any of the questions I have in front of me. Craig has a list of questions in front of him. I have not seen theirs. And you are going to get raw and honest opinion on all of these questions. Some are fantasy football. Most are fantasy football. One or two may not be. So let's start right into it. Craig, let's start with a fantasy football question. Oh, God, he looks nervous okay. already. He looks right. scared. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Which rookie quarterback becomes the first to start a game in the NFL this year? Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Kaiser, Pat Mahomes, or Mitchell Trubisky? Wow. Hot take. Go. Wow. Um, Trubisky. Why? Uh, because he's the first name I thought of. There you go. Really? Last answer. It was the last name I read, I think. That's <laughs> that, that's that's the answer. Okay, Mitchell Trubisky. All right. Well, he's on the Bears, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Um, so and he's technically the number two, technically speaking. Who's starting? That other guy. Exactly. So, no, I really I did know he was on the Bears. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson for my answer just because I think um, Tom Savage is going to struggle, and I think Bill O'Brien really wants to get this guy some work. So that's my that's my first hot take question. Okay. Craig, give me a hot take question. What do you got? Let's see here. <clears throat> this is uh, football-related. I hope so. All right. Okay. End of the season. Does Tom Brady retire? And if so, are the Patriots done? Oh wow! Oh, that's a good one. Um, Are they no. done being the Patriots? I should say the Patriots that we know, yes. like the Tom Brady era <clears throat> Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to go with no, unless he subst- unless he has a Joe Theismann like injury, um, or they go 17 and 0 and or 16 and 0 win the whole thing. I think that would be the only way he would consider riding off into the sunset on this. Now that being said, if he does retire, yes, I say. I would anticipate a significant change in the Patriots playing style. And one of the things that makes a coach a genius is the ability to adjust to when players change. I mean, Bill Parcells is probably considered in in my lifetime, one of the greatest coaches. I wasn't alive when uh, Lombardi was around. Um, Hank Stram had retired when I was little. 
So Parcells is probably, and Parcells did it with multiple teams. Everywhere he went, there was improvement, including the, the Patriots, <laughs> even the Jets, even the Jets, and including the Patriots. I don't see that right now. Um, I worry about it. I worry that a lot of the Patriots' scheme success has been the correct combination of coach and quarterback. And without that quarterback present in any sort of role, you might see a drop off. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I definitely think you'd see a drop off. Um, if they keep their offensive line the same, they'll probably have some success. But it seems to me like everyone tries to play around Tom Brady when they think of their defenses schemes. Yeah. So if you put someone else in there, it'll probably be easier to. And that's contrary to what we've heard from different Patriot fans, different Patriot fans we've talked to have said, you know, I don't think there's that much of a drop off. Should Garoppolo be called the service this year? But I I do worry about it. Say Brady doesn't retire. Garoppolo has gone next year. Is he a free agent? Um, I'm not sure, but he's a good quarterback. And Tom Brady comes back next year. He's not going to want to be a second-string quarterback again. Is he going to merit a starting job somewhere, though, with his limited starting thing? Is this the second coming of Steve Bono? It could be. I just is this is this Elvis Gerback all over again? <laughs> it might be. I still have I still have the nightmares, Craig. <laughs> I still have the nightmares when he came to Kansas City, and everyone, everyone was like, "Elvis Kansas is City. the future." No, no. Well, I thought John Kitten was the future. John Kitten, no. I thought John Kitten was the answer. No, you, John Kitna, Achilles Smith. We could go to Carson Palmer. We could go down Carson, a long all list. All right, all right. Carson Palmer was good. He was good until he just played for the Bengals. No, they. I swear they would have gone oh, to the Super triggered. Bowl that year if a certain team didn't purposely hit him after he threw triggered. the ball and break his knee. Triggered. I've angered Craig. That's also the same play Chris Henry got hurt on, and they were like done. <sighs> We were in John's basement. We had Tomlinson's. It was of course like the, we had Tomlinson's. We were in John's basement. It was the third basement. play of the game, and I almost threw all my food on the floor. Wow. I remember. I have I, PTSD from it. You know, I, I I think about that. That That's your big disappointing moment. I mean, we all remember the, the time that the Jets lost on the, the kickoff in overtime, and we all left because John like ran around the house and started slamming doors. Oh, yeah, it was against the 49ers with... Um, yeah. I think it was Garrison Hurst that did it. Yeah, well, it was the kickoff of overtime, and we were like, we should just leave his house because he's upset, and we did. And I'm thinking to myself, my one moment with that with the Chiefs was a Raiders-Chiefs overtime game, and I don't remember when, but it was a punt return. Chiefs got the ball, couldn't drive. They punted. The punt went all the way back, and I think it killed the Chiefs' playoffs. I think it was like week 15 or 16. It was going into the end of the season, and it eliminated the Chiefs from the playoffs that year. And again, I was in college, so it was ages ago, but... And there was that one time you bet me dinner against the Chiefs, and you had to buy me dinner. Yes, the Bengals beat them. Yes, there's been a number of the times Chiefs we were undefeated at the time. Oh, was that the year they went they were like, like thirteen you were and like, three? You're like my Chiefs are nine and zero oh against your three and whatever Bengals. I'm like, yep. <laughs> and no, um, I, nothing. Um, nothing. I think beats our friend Eric's disappointment. Which one? The Oilers. Oh, you mean when the the Bills came back to beat them? <laughs> yeah. I fortunately was not there for that. Oh, yeah. I was not was in the bad. room. He had that, like, you know, the his face was just glazed over. Didn't blink. <laughs> Nothing. He just sat in the chair. He's another fan of Two Roads, by the way. I've run into him there a couple times. Oh. So, nice. E-Man, if you're listening, we love you. 
All right, what's your next Okay, non-football question. question. All right. Currently, Anheuser-Busch and Miller, SAP Miller, are planning a merger. They've gotten approval from multiple nations for this, but there is concern that the merger of the two largest single beer distributors in the world will cause a monopoly and potentially affect the supplies of beer making. So, to that end, craft beer makers have reached out to different U.S. senators and saying, are you going to get our backs, basically? Uh, Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut, the home state that we reside in, actually did a meeting with them this week, which is how this came to light. With Anheuser-Busch and Miller merging Mm -hmm. and thusly becoming 30% of the world's beer market, are you concerned about the health and well-being of craft breweries like our beloved Two Roads? I... (laughs) <laughs> I would be just because I think craft beers create such a community for people just to get together and get and drunk? talk. Yes. Well, and well, there is that and record podcasts and record podcasts because you know that's where this whole podcast idea came out. Yeah, you know, we actually, have another we little small brewery down the street from us. We did. We 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 formulated the entire plan for this podcast at the brewery. You know, so. Just getting together on New Year's uh, Eve. Day, oh, Brewers Eve. Eve. Oh. Just that. It's Can, just, it's right, just so, fun to do. So let's tell folks about that. If you're so in does Connecticut. So with football? Yeah, is it, no, I know. We're 15 minutes in. We haven't talked a minute of football. We will get Don't to worry, football, we folks. <laughs> we will. And, and and I'll put in the description, football talk starts at like this point in the thing when I publish. Um, Every year on New Year's Eve day, so on December 31st, we throw a party at Two Roads. We've done it every year. It started when our dear friend Sean and I had the day off from work. And we went to the brewery and got happy is the word I'll use. <laughs> That's a good good word. It is a good word. And um we were we were told on no certain terms that the only thing we'd be served after a certain point was water. So Well, there's some legality in that. I'm sure yeah, well absolutely. Absolutely. We're in a dram a dram shop state, so that absolutely is true. So um every year since then we've gone. Every year, we've invited more people. We call it Bro Year's Eve because he's a very close friend of ours and he's my bro. And uh, every year, more and more people just show up to this thing. It's not like a formal thing. It's not like a a limited time. It's just, hey, we're going to take over a table at Two Roads. Come have a beer with us. And we are literally there the entire time the brewery is open because that brewery is only open from 12 to 5 on New Year's Eve. We check in at 11.55. We take over a table. People come and go. At 4.30, they call last call. The entire place boos. We have one more beer, and we all go home or to our next parties. A lot of people enjoy it. I've actually had, Craig, I've had three different people reach out to me to make sure we're still doing it this year because it falls on a Sunday. Does it? It's August. Wow. You're people. you're popular. No, no. The <laughs> the brewery and, and getting drunk on New Year's is popular. <laughs> But yes, I was shocked. I was like, guys, you're really thinking about it? Bro Year's Eve? We, uh, one, of my, uh, one of my dear friends relocated to San Francisco this year, and one of the last things he said to me was, take care of yourself. I'll see you on Bro Year's Eve. I'm like, you're going to San Francisco. Oh, yeah, I'm flying back. I'm like, you're flying back for Bro Year's Eve? He's like, no, I'm flying back for Christmas, but I'm staying an extra three days because I want to go to Bro Year's Eve. Damn. Seriously, right? You're like... Um... I'm like the Pied Piper. You are. I, I dance down the street and I lead people to two roads. 
I hope we have some like fairy music to insert there because uh, really... I'll I'll look no. for I'll look for okay. Sound. So so I'll you're worried sound. about the craft community. So mm-hmm. here's the follow up question to that before we move on. Okay. They ju- I, I read this on Business Insider today. Okay. What is the number one selling beer in the world? Oh, and Jesus. here's your hint: it is not Bud Light, okay. and it is not Budweiser. Okay. They were number one like five years ago. Okay. There's a new number one in the world. And I'll tell you how it ties in. When you get this wrong, go ahead and guess, because you're never going to get it. If you get this, I'll be amazed. It's a beer that is sold in the U.S. No. Oh, well, then how the hell am I supposed to know? Okay, that's a, that's a fair <laughs> answer. The answer is, the name of the beer is Snow. It's available in China. Snow like the wrapper? Or the from stuff Canada? that falls from the sky that's frozen, yes. And I fear driving in. So, yeah, all right. So, because this is how it comes up. Miller owns a 20% or so stock in Snow Beer that's distributed in China. They were brought in to, to you know, bring the brand up. And the Chinese would only approve the merger for distribution there if they sold out of their share of snow. So the Chinese government was like, no, we don't want you, we don't want you making any more money off of our best known beer brand. But if you do that, then you can come sell anything you want here. So Miller was like, hmm, give up like $10 million in snow distribution for like $50 million of Bud Light distribution. Hmm. Uh, okay. So like they couldn't market snow, but they could sell other stuff? Well, that's because of the merger. So Anheuser-Busch and Miller are merging. Miller owns a share of snow, and the Chinese wanted them out of the snow business. I don't know why. Oh, uh, okay. Pro- gotcha. They're probably selling it back to yeah, Chinese government. Yeah, there's another... Um... There's a really popular brewery in San Francisco. Sorry, I don't know the name of it. You thinking of Anchor? Yes. Yeah. They're being bought by a Japanese brewery. No. Because they um, apparently don't have the funds to do what they want to do. And they came up to them a very lucrative deal. And they said, here's a bunch of money. Oh, God. Chrissy's going to be wrecked. She loves their... I think she knows. She loves their Merry Christmas, Happy New Year beer. That's one beer. Yeah, that's that's the beer that they put out every December. It's their winter oh. brew, hmm. winter brew, and she loves it. But nothing apparently is changing for now. So well, that's good. Just okay, so Craig and I are okay. mildly concerned that there may be economic impacts of that this, this deal, but not enough that we're really worried about it. Craig, your second burning question. Question My number four. Second burning question. Netflix has a lot of content. Okay. Um, about a year or so ago, they made a deal. Actually, maybe longer. They made a deal with Disney. Right. They would have all of Disney's stuff on it. Yes. On Netflix. Including the Star Wars catalog. Including Star, all the Star Wars stuff. Yes. Well, now in 2019, Disney said, well, we're leaving Netflix. We're going to make our own streaming thing. Correct. Is this going to work? I don't worry about Netflix in terms of their availability and like their viability. I think they're going to be fine. Um, I think Disney has a more extensive catalog than most people realize because they've been operating the Disney Channel since the 80s. And they can retro stuff like, I don't know, back to when my family was little, um, Welcome to Pooh Corner and things like that. I think they have a lot of content. They also, don't forget, own ABC and ESPN, so they have content streams there. I won't be subscribing to the Disney streaming service, but I know a lot of people who would. What do you think? Um, Same kind of thought. I just don't know how many people will sign up for it. Exactly. Is a thing. I know they have a very large library. 
<clears throat> just for, as a reference, uh, the black hole. I watched that by myself when oh, I was little. Maximilian Shell. That scared the hell out of me. As well, it's short. I was by myself watching a ship get destroyed by a black hole and the crazy guy and the evil robots. It was bad. Spo- spoiler alert! At the end of it, the evil robot like eats the villain. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah, in hell. Yes, yes, it's like it's not even like symbolic. The robots in hell, <laughs> and the bad guy is floating through the black hole in hell yep, yep. up to the robot, and the robot like opens up like a hatch door, like he's been made to do this, and the bad guy has to live inside him. Yes. Spoiler alert ended. Yep. I'm sorry. What was it, the broken robot's name? Was that Bob? Could have been. Was that Bob? Could have been Bob. He was busted the entire time. Yeah, and he had like a, a hick accent. Yeah, kept I felt bad talking for him. like this. Kind of sounded like the the guy in uh, Starcraft. I well, can't build yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So anyway, okay. um, but yes, that's I, my question. I, I I think both services will be fine. All right. So burning question number five. <laughs> I'm gonna steal this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I took a look at the Fantasy Pros consensus expert list. And they break things down into tiers. FantasyPros.com and CBSSports.com both give you access to material. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. So the Fantasy Pro consensus... Cons- oh, God. I'm one beer in. I'm stumbling. The Fantasy Pro consensus expert list, first tier, has six players in it. I'm going to read you six names. Okay. You tell me which of the six names is going to fail to be a tier one prospect, which means like top five or six, okay? Okay. David Johnson, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, or Sean McCoy. Of those six names, which guy is not going to live up to the expectations being put on him in the ADPs? That's a good question. We all know it happens. One of them is not. Like, for example, while Craig ponders this, I know we said it was going to hot take, but I'll give him 30 seconds. There was, uh, I, I listened to the radio today, Matt Ryan had an exceptional year last year, 38 touchdowns, only seven interceptions, mm-hmm. but he was the 17th rated quarterback going into the year. Cam Newton was in the top three in most consensus lists, mm-hmm. and right now, it's almost opposite. Cam Newton's like 15 to 20, and Matt Ryan is in like the top five suddenly. So it switches every year. Someone is going to disappoint. Who on that list mm. is going to disappoint us, Craig? That is such a good question. It's a, well, I, I, like I, I did one. give it some okay, thought. Okay, well, it's not going to be Antonio Brown or Del Beckham and, and just now, for the outside record, of injury. That's what I'm saying. Let's let's eliminate injury or you know season injury, season ending in like week three. Let's assume normal wear and tear across the course of the year because Julio Jones misses time on occasion when he's not feeling great. Let's assume normal wear and tear. Normal wear and tear, huh? Whew. See, this is why I, I like this All segment. Right. This is a hot take. All right, outside of injury, wait, Le'Veon Bell has no um, suspensions coming up? Not currently. All right. Uh, I'm going to say David Johnson. Okay, and why? Because uh, I feel like Arizona is – they're still good, but I feel like Arizona – within a matter of weeks can go from either being great to being a 500 team. Okay, I feel like enough. they have the potential of a swing. I'm going to go with Odell Beckham on my forth. end because I just think he's very volatile. He's a very talented player, but I need to see some consistency out of him, particularly in he doesn't move. get along with kicking nets. Well, beyond that. Yeah. But yes, essentially 
um, we want to see some more consistency out of him. So, so those are our hot burning hot. Yeah, <laughs> I like that segment. And, and we'll probably do those on a, on a fairly regular basis. Um, you know, it, it all going to depend on the timing. The preseason's quiet. Is it? You know, well, well. somewhat <laughs> because that that branches us into Ezekiel Elliott. If you have not heard breaking news, over a week old. <laughs> Breaking news. Donald Trump elected president. There's your breaking news. Yeah, old news. So Ezekiel Elliott has been suspended six games by the NFL. He has already appealed the suspension. Um, I heard one expert today draft him at 14 in an expert's draft with the understanding that he believes they are going to do everything they can to delay this into next year just to make the NFL angry. Um, He's dropping down lists. The question becomes... How low does he go uh, in general? Craig, where are you drafting Ezekiel Elliott right now? Mm, too much of a risk for me. I would put him that. Like, in general? In general. So I'm going to pull up the current ADPs, and, and bear with me a moment because it takes me a minute to do this. I'm going to pull up the current ADP running back list and just go down the list. And just like, Craig, you will tell me when... I've hit a name that you will take Ezekiel Elliott before. Okay. Okay. Let's see how far he has dropped in the list. All okay. right. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to use uh, CBS Fantasy has some wonderful writers. So I'm going to use Jamie Eisenberg's list. Number one is David Johnson. So just yes or no, Ezekiel Elliott before David Johnson. Um. No. Well, yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Right. Yes. Yes, you take Ezekiel Elliott before Le'Veon Bell? I would take Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Sean McCoy. I would take him. Melvin Gordon. I would take him. Devontae Freeman. Um, only because I know Devontae Freeman's hurt. I would take Zeke over him. What's going on with Freeman? Uh, he has a concussion. When did that happen? Um, Today? Yesterday. No kidding. Okay, so let's skip Freeman. Then Jay Ajayi just got cleared. Just got cleared, but again, one Jay, wrong hit. A healthy Jay Ajayi? Is, is he? Okay. Jordan Howard. Mm. I would probably take Zeke over him. You would. Okay, so would. we're looking at five or six for you. Here's my list. I will take him. Oh, I will take over Ezekiel Elliott. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, Devontae Freeman, Jay Ajayi, Jordan Howard, DeMarco Murray, Leonard Fournette, and Todd Gurley. That's my list. That puts Elliott at number 11 among running backs. On this list, it puts him right ahead of Lamar Miller and Isaiah Crowell. Wow. Lamar Miller still plays football? He does. How's he on this list? Really? He's somewhere. That is the first time I've done a ton of research, and this is the first time I've seen Lamar Miller's name. Is he moving up the list? <laughs> oh, one expert has him at ten. Where is he? Houston still. Oh, but like, he wasn't really all that great last year, was he? Off thousand yards. All right, not bad. Five rushing touchdowns, one hundred and eighty-eight, uh, thirty-one receptions for one hundred and eighty-eight yards, and a receiving touchdown was good for one hundred and seventy-four points. Wow. Okay, I stand corrected. I would still take, obviously, Zeke over Lamar Miller. But, you know, we're talking about a guy who 
a week or two ago was a consensus number three pick. Mm-hmm. You know, he was up there. Now, overall listing. So, oh, cripes, I just closed it. Way to go. I am not techno. I am technology challenged today. All right, so let me pull up the PPR top 200. I'm going to read down the list of people. You tell me when you take Ezekiel Elliott off of this list. Okay. When, all right, so, so the answer is yes if you stick with the person, no if you go to Zeke. Okay. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, we already established. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown. I would take him. Uh, Julio Jones. I would take him. Odell Beckham. I would take him. AJ Green. You I would, would take, take him. him. <laughs> Mike Evans in Tampa. I would take him. Jordy Nelson. Take him. LaShawn McCoy. Mm, take him. Michael Thomas. Mm, that's where I start to question it. The next one's Melvin Gordon, which is where you started to question on the running back list. So that means he's around the 10 or 11 mark in the overall. So you're talking about somebody who drops from the number three consensus running back and number three consensus overall pick to around seven or eight on the running back list and around 10 or 11. Now, in our live league, he's likely to be kept because I think he went. When did he go in our league? I'm not sure. Mid mid rounds though, fourth or fifth, I think Browns, and so he's likely to be kept. Um, but you know, the question becomes: if you're if he's available, how soon do you look at him? So, Craig, how soon do you look at somebody like Ezekiel Elliott? How soon? Yeah, I mean, in like general, which round. Say again. Like in which round you mean? Yes. Um. You have him at 10 or 11, that puts him in the second round? Is he really your second pick? Uh, He's definitely not my second pick. I started looking at him in, like, maybe around, if he's still there, like, after round five. After round five, though, when a league like ours puts us in the 50th round, if you're going to take Melvin Gordon, if you're going to take him over Melvin Gordon, that puts him in round two. Melvin Gordon is Mm. going in round two in a lot of drafts. A lot Mm, of drafts. So So that's something to think about, because... Is 10 games of Zeke better than 16 potential games of Melvin? That's a good question. So there's what you think. So here's what I think. I think you got to downgrade him to at least the second round right now. Um, I actually would go to the third or fourth round. I would put him probably... I, I would put him under Isaiah Crowell. Craig's a little more generous than I am. He's behind Gurley. He might behind be behind Crowell. But, you know, somewhere in there is where his value lies. So I would say, you know, look, if he gets to round four, he's a value, period. Mm -hmm. Particularly in a PPR where you're drafting, you're looking to get a wide receiver or two in your first two rounds or first four rounds, rather. You're looking to get a running back later. I don't subscribe to zero running back. I just don't. So... You know, if you're in a keeper league and you're keeping a wide receiver and your first pick is a running back and your second picker is a wide receiver, in the third or fourth round, if Zeke is still sitting there, he's a good pick. That's how I look at it. So, um, all right. Craig, your thoughts? Well, yeah, with Zeke, I just, I don't know. I really don't know how the Cowboys are going to be this year. Are you worried about them? I hear their offensive line is. Uh, it's yeah, solid, I mean, I'm but not it's an like. NFC, NFC person. Well, here's what but. I'm hearing about their offensive line. Their offensive line is very, very good, but it's thin. It's like one guy deep. So in terms of Madden, 
all these guys are in the 80 to 90 range, mm-hmm. but their backups are 70s. So, oh, so one of them gets hurt and it's kind of... If one of them gets hurt, it's going to be like that scene from um, Necessary Roughness. <laughs> Blow the, the whistle! Blow the whistle! Well, yeah, except that not that scene. I'm thinking about the scene where the punter is looking for the guy to kick towards on the onside kick, and he goes, where are you? Where are you? And they go down, and there's one guy near the end he of the line scared. who's shaking. And he went, yeah. <laughs> and he kicks right at that guy, and they recover the onside kick. It's going to, if if one or two of those linemen go down, it's going to be a glaring, like, open hole in the minds of other teams, and they're going to stack against those inexperienced players or those uh, players who don't have the skill level. So I share your concern. Now we just angered, uh, I'm assuming, about 20% of our entire listeners because probably. that's probably what percentage is Dallas Maybe. fans. But you know, So hopefully Zeke will figure this out. I mean, again, I've heard people, he dra- got drafted today at 14 in an experts league, which is halfway through the second round. Actually, no, it was a 12-team league, so it was beginning of the second round. But he was of the assumption that they're going to Tom Brady this and he's going to serve the suspension in 2018, not this year. And so he feels like he's going to have a full year and he's getting value in a second round. I think third or fourth round's appropriate. And I am not upset if I miss out on Zeke Elliott. I'm just not. Me either. Not. I'm just, I'm There's just other not. people I'd rather draft. Because general. if you if you listen to my running back, our running back uh, podcast, you know I am not big on any one particular person. I am scared. He is not. I am scared of everyone. The guy I like most, and I'm not going to drop the name here because I guarantee half our league is listening because we're <laughs> only a couple weeks from our draft and saying, Ooh, Britt Brit said he's going to draft wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. Okay, so I can, oh. No, I'm not giving you that information. But there is one guy I'm targeting, <laughs> and even still, I'm like, all right, that guy hasn't died yet, so okay. So moving on, we also had, as if that wasn't big enough news last week, mm-hmm. we had the Sammy Watkins and Jordan Matthews trades. And then yeah. Jordan Matthews promptly got hurt in what I am now referring to as the curse of Stevie Johnson. Did you hear what's wrong? What happened to him? No. Like, what's the update? Hurt? I heard he got he, hit in the chest. He got hit in the chest. He has a he has a chip fracture in his sternum. That's like right by your heart. I'm not a doctor, that's and I don't whole, play one on TV. That's where your you know your chest comes together. That piece. So that's like a that's chunk what, um, of bone that could have impacted his heart. Is what I'm hearing. It possibly. Um, so he's listed as day to day. Aren't we all? Um, that's actually you remember um, the you remember wrestling before they put the foam in front of the crowd and it was just like a metal fence. Oh my god! Yeah. And Bret Hart landed on it and cracked his sternum. Oh. Yeah. Same. And he finished the match. Same kind of thing. Uh, wow. But he's he's listed as day to day, so I think Anquan Bolden might have a really big year. <laughs> he might be the number one in Buffalo now. Well, again, wide receivers depend on your quarterback too, and Tyrod Taylor has not had an impressive camp. He is a number three QB on my list right now. He has dropped down my list. I had him at like the 17 to 18 to 20 range. Mm -hmm. He's probably in the bottom 10 now. He's probably in the 20 to 30 range now. You know, I I just don't know what I can. I don't know if I can trust Buffalo. So does Sammy Watkins make an impact in L.A.? Eventually. In for the Raiders? Eventually. The Rams, you mean? It's the Rams or the Raiders? I thought he went to the Rams. Oh, you're confusing me now. Look it up. All right, Craig's going to look that up. Because now there's two teams in L.A., damn it. And neither one of them is the Raiders. Nope. No, there's still... Uh, no, it, yeah, it's the Rams. Craig's it's cut off. No, that's why. I was checking it, and it said... I was looking at the verse who's he's playing. 
This is what happens so when you, you multitask during the uh, yeah. during the podcast. And I'm watching this, the recording screen. I'm all over the place. Yeah, Craig is not only a participant <laughs> in this, he's also the producer, mixer, uh, master. Like that one time where it just stopped recording and we had to stop. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what, though? I would dare anyone to find that point because you really did a great job of, of making Thank that. You. Thank yeah, you. so I, I, I could not find it when I, I did my proofreading the next day. So... Um, all right, so on to that. So Matthews is is already hurt. I'm not a big Jordan Matthews fan in general. He, I was happier with this trade before he got hurt because I think they were going to use him a lot more. And I put this on the website, fignutsdfs.com. If you have not looked, join the Fig Nation. Go and look <laughs> at our website. Oh, my God, we got to make that a shirt. The what, Fig Nation? Yeah. I've been working on that. I've been working on it. I listened to another podcast the other day. Um, we'll give them cred. The, uh, f- oh gosh, now I can't remember <laughs> which one not. it was. <laughs> Man, I'm really only one beer in. Um, I think it was the Fantasy Footballers, and they call their followers the Foot Clan after the old Ninja Turtles. Nice. And I right, said to I like myself, that. that's pretty cool. We need to come up with something like that. And five minutes later, Fig, fig Nation like popped that. into my head. I like that. So, hashtag Fig Nation. Um, anyway, so I, I was like, you know, this was he could have success in Buffalo based on how good Tyrod Taylor is. And you could say the same thing about Watkins. Watkins' success is largely going to be based on how good Jared Goff is. If he can keep it together, um, it, it could be big. It could be good. I mean, Jared Goff is there, right? Am I saying the right thing? I'm sure he is. Okay. He's a, he's a Ram. He is. Why am I suddenly doubting myself? Because I've, I've had I'm a beer. Sure. I'm not sure. I'm a lot more focused than I was last week, but I'm still I'm having a beer and I'm having a good time talking to Craig and with you guys tonight. So if I got that wrong, I apologize. But I'm pretty sure that's that's Jared Goff's territory. And my phone is tied up timing the podcast, so I can't even <laughs> look to see if I make sure I have that right. So, um, wow. I don't understand why anybody listens to us. But anyway, so <laughs> I, I think Watkins, if you're saying to me who's gonna have the bigger who's gonna have the better year, it's gonna be mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins. I think there's think no so. question. Oh, there's no question. Sammy Watkins have the better year than Jordan Matthews. I mean, if you want to bet dinner on it, I'm comfortable with it. What are <laughs> your thinking on that? Uh, well, betting dinner? No, it, who's who's going to have a better year? Golf, oh, I'm sorry, not golf. Watkins or Matthews? Uh, well, right now, Watkins. Oh, I did get that right. Jared Goff. Yay me. Okay, I'm glad for that. There you go. So you're going you, you think Sammy Watkins have a better year as well? Yes. Good. Good. I I really think that's uh, that's uh, that's the key. But I, I still think my my sleeper pick in the NFC, yeah, is still the Eagles. Well, this trade does open the door, and that's the other part of the trade. Everyone's talking about the impact on Watkins and Goff and Tyrod Taylor and uh, uh, Matthews, not Ryan Matthews, um, Jordan Matthews. Yep. They're all talking about those guys. No one's talking about the other folks affected by this. Nelson Aguilar has a tremendous opportunity now in the Philadelphia offense. Really? Tremendous. Well, he. who else are they thrown to? That's a valid point. For the long ball, Nelson Aguilar is it. But in the shorter game, don't forget your friend and mine, Zach Ertz is there. I, def- I bumped up Zach Ertz like three or four slots on my tight end ranking. I had him, I think, at 12 a couple weeks ago. I have him at 10 now. So Okay. I'm okay with that. It's it's definitely a better situation. Would you use Wentz as a backup or a starter? I would not use Wentz as a starter. There's just far too many better options in the NFL. In a two-quarterback league, maybe. 
in a two QB league, I probably would consider it. And on the right DFS situation, I'll keep my eye on it. But Zach Ertz has definitely moved up on my list. Do you know Zach Ertz and Jason Witten have both been top 12 tight ends the last three seasons? The only difference is Witten is significantly older. Really? So Witten is the new Antonio Gates is what you're saying? But Antonio Gates is still the old Antonio Gates. Which is why you can't upgrade Hurt. Which is why we don't know what to do with Hunter Henry. I don't know what to do with Hunter Henry. I think he's going to be good. I always wind up getting Antonio Gates at some point during the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a tradition. It's like the Masters. You know, Green Jacket, the Masters, and Hunter. I'm sorry, Antonio Gates playing for Craig. It's out there. (laughs) So all the news this week. um, Today, today, as a matter of fact, Ryan Matthews officially released um, by the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm hearing rumors, and again, while I'm doing the podcast, I don't have a chance to check these things, but I'm hearing murmurs that he goes to Dallas. For Dallas? He's a free agent, and you only need him for six weeks while Zeke serves out the suspension. Huh. Does Ryan Matthews go to Dallas, and if so, is he viable as a Zeke handcuff? That is a good question. And again, this it is, would be, and we still don't know if Zeke's going to actually serve his. Uh, that's the other part of this. Or not is a problem. That's the other part of this. So even if the what NFL, what do they do with um, with what do they do with Brady? Do they wait a year to do his? Well, what happened with Brady was the appeal was heard, and then rejected. Excuse me, and um, that's when they went to the courts, and they said, "This is a you know." union versus employer issue this isn't a football issue this is a union issue and as such the courts need to intercede and they were able to tie it up there forever now one of the arguments i've heard publicly against that is we've been down that road with tom brady already if the union wants to challenge the authority of the commissioner's office to levy a suspension the nfl can sit there and go i would like to point you to this previous case of Brady versus the NFL or whatever it's called, where the your court or another court similar to it, similar level rather, ruled that Roger Goodell's authority was upheld. And yeah. therefore, a judge could sit there and say, you're right, this has already been discussed and argued, you have no argument, dismissed, and it could be done in a matter of two weeks. Or you could get a judge, you could get the suspension upheld in appeal, you could file a lawsuit against the NFL, for unfair labor practices. And you could get a judge who throws out that argument and says, this is a completely different situation. So we have to re-examine everything. And now you're back into the court systems for a year. So you have a situation where the appeal could happen in two weeks. And by week one, it's decided he's going to sit six games or whatever the NFL decides, or he could then sue and wait another month. And now we're into like week four. And then all of a sudden now he's playing weeks one through four. And then the uh, judge says, no, the NFL already won this case. You're sitting out the next six weeks. Or (laughs) you could have a third situation where this drags into 2018. There's multiple. It all depends on if they want to go to the courts, the argument they make to the judge. They would have to demonstrate that this is different than the previous ruling that said Goodell can do these things and Brady had to serve his suspension. If they can justify that difference, they can justify tying it up in the courts. So no one knows. No one knows. No and one that's knows. why I'm trying to steer clear of Zeke. Now, again, 
They're in round three or four. He's a value. I'm going to go get him. That's fair. So here's a list of three teams that are apparently in the running for Ryan Matthews. There's a list. <laughs> this is where we've reached. We're in a list of teams in the running for Ryan Matthews. Apparently. Potential landing spots for Ryan Matthews. Uh, you ready? Okay, yeah. The Get Packers. Off. Green Bay. Green Bay. Well, Ty Montgomery is their future back. That kind of makes sense. Okay. All right. Two. The Colts. I, I almost just said Frank Gore is not going to like that, but Frank Gore. Well, they can do a combo, you know. And he is older. That's one thing I'm like. I'm, I'm hesitant because they want to they, they do him, still. But... They still have Robert Turbin. Robert Tur- I'm not a fan of Robert Turbin. And number three, this is all based off, this is, number three is based off Twitter. Um, the Broncos. I No. No, the I'm going to dismiss that right away. Go ahead. on Twitter, me... John Elway liked a tweet saying that he was, he was probably going to be cut. John Elway once liked a cheeseburger somewhere, too, and he didn't draft that or didn't pick that up. There is The backfield in Denver is way too crowded already. They already supposedly have game plans where Jamal Charles is going to be on the field for 8 to 10 touches per game, and C.J. Anderson's going to take most of the load, but this guy's going to handle third down carry. No, they cannot add another running back into that mix. The only way you do that is if you're cutting one of the guys you have, and that would probably be Jamal Charles. That's the only way you can do that. Dallas is not on that Terrell list. Davis. Do I remember Terrell Davis? He went in the Hall of Fame. He did. Yeah, but this year. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was so nice to see him go into the hall. And his bust looked exactly like him. That's good, because sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time, the, the 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 NFL Hall of Fame does a good job with that. I know baseball sometimes. I've been to the Baseball Hall of Fame five or six times in my life. And there have been times I'm looking at plaques, and I'm like, that that's not what he looks like at all. I've seen pictures of him in his playing days, and that's not what he looks like. So, so the question is, where does Ryan Matthews, and bigger question, does Ryan Matthews have a fantasy impact? We're talking about where he may go. Do any of those landing spots change your rankings? If he goes to Green Bay, do you downgrade Ty Montgomery? Uh, I don't. I Maybe the only way out of that list, including the Cowboys, would probably be the Colts. You would downgrade Gore? I would downgrade Gore. I wouldn't. No. Nope. Nope. They have used Frank Gore as a workhorse, and until Gore injures himself, which he hasn't which, done, true, or has sees a significant reduction in his in his. So capacity. do you feel with Luck being hurt, they're going to run more? Oh yeah, I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head who the backup is there. I mean, I would have to go online and look, and I don't feel like doing it. I honestly don't <laughs> know. I but you know, I mean, Andrew Luck is another one of those guys. He's completely undraftable to me at this point. You know, so really quick, because we're running out of time. Yeah. We talked about Zeke. He's falling down the ADP. Mm -hmm. Andrew Luck falling down the ADP. Mm -hmm. Who's falling down the ADP in the wide receiver ranks? Sammy Watkins? Jordan Matthews? Well, now that he's hurt, Jordan Matthews. Anybody anybody else that sticks out to you? The the wide receiver Mm -hmm. end of it has been relatively quiet this preseason, in my opinion. Oh, it's Robert Turbin is the uh, backup. In um, the backup quarterback, and in... no, no, it's backup running back in the Colts. Yeah, and I don't like him, so I, I, I think they would. Coaches seem to like Robert Turbin. I just don't see him as a fantasy producer, so he doesn't matter to me. That's fair. That's just how I feel on him. 
I just I've never been a big fan of Robert Turbin. Yeah, his receivers go. I don't know. There's so many of them. I guess Watkins and Matthews are the big losers. Yeah, I mean know? Watkins. I mean he can definitely make an impact he more can. than Matthews, only because of the injury. But is it immediate? Maybe not. That's what we have to say. Anquan <laughs> Bolden now he may make an impact. <laughs> yeah, Anquan Bolden. Yeah, and I made my case for him being a Hall of Famer. Somebody, one of the other uh, podcasters put up there is Anquan Bolden. Did I tell you this last week? Did we talk about no, this last week? I don't think so. Really quick, somebody put up on uh, Twitter. It was one of the other podcasters, and I apologize I'm not giving credit to the exact person on this, but the question was, Twitter poll, Anquan Bolden, Hall of Famer, yes or no? And it was overwhelmingly no. Two days later, he puts up another post. If I told you a wide receiver had this many catches, this many touchdowns, this many uh, yards after catch, blah, 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 Hall of Famer, 70% or so, yes. It was Anquan Bolden's And stats. it was Anquan Bolden's career stats. <laughs> He's been around a long time. And, and don't forget, he played in Baltimore. He did. Baltimore's not exactly you know playing for the 49ers with Joe Montana and Steve Young in terms of passing the ball. I'm not saying anything bad against Joe Flacco, but... In perspective, they are not a prolific passing offense. So, um, with that, I will thank Craig. Thank you to listening. Please go on iTunes and give us reviews. You know, we're trying to spread the word about our podcast. Tell your friends. Share the podcast on Twitter and Facebook. By all means, go to FigNutsDFS.com. Join the Fig Nation there really is no membership or sign up for the Fig Nation. That's just what we're calling people who actually come to our website. We've been trying to post articles more and more. Um, there's a great article in there that explains to you why it took me a week to talk about the trades because I do work two jobs and try to have a life. He's a busy guy. One of my coworkers came to me today and said, okay. I had nothing better to do on Sunday. And I went, I checked out your page and I read your article and it opened with, I'm sorry this took so long, but I have two jobs and a life. And he said, I started to laugh because you you write exactly like you talk. Um, and I was like, oh, That's thank you. Thing. So Yeah, exactly. I said, but have you listened to the podcast? He was like, no. I'm like, dude, download yeah. the podcast. Yeah, so even if you don't like iTunes, you can find us on multiple places like Stitcher and uh, Player FM and Google Play. Exactly. Listen, share the podcast. We thank you for joining us. Next week will be our 10th episode. Um, we have to do some scheduling redos, but we'll still be on schedule next week. But our draft extravaganza has kind of gotten sidetracked. And I just found out that I'm going to be out of town in the beginning of September. Conveniently we'll enough for week one DFS, week one DFS episode, which we scheduled three months ago. I'm supposed to be out of town for now. We'll uh, figure it out. I, well, I mean, either, either we reschedule the date or I give uh, you a, we just a, call the NFL and tell them to, uh, Push everything back. Push everything back. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's not inconvenient yeah, on anybody we'll, at we'll all. We'll figure it out. But anyway, um, definitely uh, check out fignutsdfs.com. Tweet at us at fignutsdfs. Uh, what am I forgetting? Facebook. Facebook. The fantasy. Fi- uh, the uh, the football fignuts <laughs> podcast. Okay, that's it. I'm a beer in and I'm done. I'm in bad shape today. Um, but thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And we thank you for listening to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs>